Welcome to the Nature Reliance Podcast, where we explore the history and practical experience of the great outdoors and discover new ways to connect with nature. I'm Craig Cottle, your guide through the fascinating world of natural living and survival skills through experiential education and interviews. Today's episode is brought to you by the Nature Reliance School Online Membership, an immersive online learning experience designed for outdoor enthusiasts just like you. Are you passionate about the outdoors? Do you crave more knowledge about disaster readiness, wilderness survival, bushcraft, tracking, and nature awareness? If so, the Nature Reliance School online membership is your gateway to a community of like-minded individuals, all dedicated to learning and sharing essential outdoor skills. With the Nature Reliance School online membership, you get exclusive access to a wealth of resources, including expert-led tutorials, interactive webinars, and a library of engaging courses, downloadable books, and documents. Whether you're a beginner or an experienced outdoorsman, there's always something new to learn. So don't wait. Click on the link below to join the Nature Reliance School online membership today. Embrace the wilderness, enhance your skills, and become part of a community that values nature as much as you do. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, you. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. You like this podcast, don't you? And you're thinking about doing a podcast yourself. Let me tell you how easy it is to do this with Anchor. First off, the money's right. It's free. Zero cost. Secondly, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. Bonus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, and welcome to another Nature Alliance Media Podcast. The support of you listeners for this podcast has been very humbling, and Tracy and I greatly appreciate it. If you would like to offer some free support to the podcast, then please share this with your friends and family all over social media. And don't forget to also drop us a five-star review because, well, we are worth it. If you like what you hear, and I know you will, then you can throw us a few bucks through a monthly sponsorship on Anchor. A link for that can be found below. Or help yourself and us out at the same time by checking out our sponsors. All of this can be found on our website at naturereliance.org. Before I go, don't forget, if you have a topic you're interested in, send us a message and we'll do everything we can to get it on the podcast. Hey gang, welcome in. I'm Tracy and I'll be your solo host for this podcast. Craig and I met a couple weeks ago discussing options for the podcast and with his schedule and my schedule it's just hard to find two or three days a week to do a co-hosting podcast we're still going to try to do about one a week possibly two as time permits but you'll be hearing a lot of solo podcasts from Craig and myself I love statistics and numbers And I think it's one of these little hidden aspects that kind of bind Craig and I together because he is a big, big statistics guy. And I think he may even majored or or minored in statistics. 
my first job out of college, that's all I dealt with was numbers, data, stats uh, for a local bank that I worked for. I managed books, bought and sold bonds and municip- uh, municipals for them, analyzed their loan and deposit sides and, and came up with trends and suggestions and all that kind of stuff. So I learned real quick that numbers can really tell you a lot. As many of you all know, I volunteer for a local search and rescue team here in central Kentucky. And we will often go back and look at our statistics so that we can see trends or locations, uh, hotspots, and that kind of stuff. In gathering some information for another project that I'm working on, I came across these statistics. These are from our national parks only for the year 2017. Let me say it again. These search and rescue event statistics are only within our national parks. So there's far more search and rescue events that's not included in these numbers. I thought that they were interesting. Some of them really shocked me, and some of them just bolstered my current thoughts on on search and rescue. The first number that I came across dealt with how many hours per year are our national parks spending on search and rescue events. Listen to these numbers. For national park employees, 71,000 working hours were spent on search and rescue events. Another 12,300 working hours came from non-employees, and they listed non-employees mainly as volunteers and military service personnel. That put a total of 83,300 hours. If you take the 83,300 divided by 24 hours a day, you get 3,470 days or nine and a half years of working hours in 2017. With that many hours being spent, you would think there would be a a tremendous amount of events. So go ahead and take a stab at how many search and rescue events in our national parks were recorded in 2017. Got it? Here it is. 3,453 search and rescue events in 2017. That's 9.5 events per day. The total cost that our national parks are spending is $3 million. And here's an interesting fact that I, that I was not aware of. When the military gets involved, they typically run their operating costs through their training budget. Whenever I read it, it made sense to me because there's nothing that tests a crew like live events. Sadly, in 2017, our national parks reported 159 deaths and another 1,300 plus injuries or illnesses. So with that being said, here is the information that I was digging for. I initially was searching for the factors that created the search and rescue events. The National Park Services has the following categories identified in their reporting system. And I can tell you this first factor was not the top of my list. The number one factor their National Parks label as fatigue, physical conditioning. That makes up 23%. The number two condition, which is something that I think falls within the category that Craig and I touch upon quite often, they simply uh, label it as error in judgment. That is another 19%. They have 13% unknown or not reported. 10% of SAR events are due to falls. 8% is due to a category labeled insufficient gear, clothing, and experience. 6% 6% related to darkness, 
4% identified as inattention to surroundings and 4% labeled weather and heat. Contributing to fatigue and physical condition honestly wasn't something on my list. But I think down through these, like error in judgment, uh, falls, and of course there's a 13% unknown or not reported, but how many times would someone get out on a trail, walk two hours, three hours, or walk six or seven miles, be so tired that they lose focus and they misstep, slide on a route, trip and fall, hurt themselves, we have to go in and get them. See, we would normally just label that as a trip or a fall where the underlying issue is the fatigue and physical conditioning. The next group deals with where these accidents occur. 20% occur on mountains between five and 15,000 feet. Another 15% are on mountains and foothills under 5,000 feet. 15% from canyons, 9% rivers, 8% beach and shoreline, and then 7% in forest. The next group or the next table that I ran to really didn't surprise me. The table was listed what were they doing when the event occurred. The number one thing by far is hiking day hike, 42%. 42% of all search and rescue events happen during simple day hikes. 13% happen for overnight hikes. 17% happened with boating to include non-motorized and motorized, and then 6% swimming. Those numbers did not surprise me at all. It is that short little day hike that gets most of our event started. I'm only going to go out for an hour. I'm only going to go out for a couple hours. Uh, my wife and I, we just did such a nice day. We thought we would just go out to this particular arch, and then you make a wrong turn, and then you're out for, for uh, several hours. It's those events that we really take for granted that gets us all. It is running to the woodshed, grabbing your chainsaw, and thinking, well, I'm just going to cut this one little limb down that fell across the driveway without putting our safety gear on. The chainsaw kicks back, and, and we're off to the emergency room. We just don't put our focus in on something that we're only going to do for, a, for an hour, only do for a quick hour. There's no danger in it. The individuals who go on the overnight probably are individuals who at least think and plan for the event. What about operating time for search and rescue teams out there? A call comes into 911, the team's activated. How long are we out there? How long are the National Park Service employees, volunteers, military out there? 93% of search and rescue events are over with within 24 hours. 2% goes to 24 to 48 hours. One percent goes between 48 hours and a week, and another one percent extends beyond a week. And here's the sad one. Three percent of all search and rescue events in our national parks are not found. Which gender is most likely to be involved in search and rescue events? This one probably does not come as a surprise. 61 percent male, 38 percent female. And what age group is most likely to be involved in events? 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, or 70s? Probably not surprising, 20 to 29-year-olds make up 17% of all search and rescue events. The number two category was uh, the 60s. And just for curiosity, I looked up in 2017, 
our national parks had 331 million visitors. In 2018, they have reported 318 million visitors, so down just a bit. And we'll close the podcast with this list. I found it on the National Parks website titled Tips for Staying Safe Hiking. Number one, don't hike alone. Number two, take a map and compass and know how to read and use them. Know your skill level is number three. Number four is plan your route. Craig and I preach on that all the time. Number five is tell someone where you're going and the time you'll be back. Number six, make sure your phone is charged. Number seven, stay on designated trails. That is That might be our, <laughs> close to our number one issue here is that Hikers think they're on the designated trail, but they get off on user trails because of lack of markings or lack of understanding. Number eight, always be aware of your surroundings. Craig preaches on that all the time. And number nine, use a GPS or a GPS-enabled phone app. We see that all the time. Everyone is using their cell phone. So there you have it, some quick stats on search and rescue events for the year 2017. And once again, that's only within our national park system. So many more events happen throughout the United States from the local or state parks that are covered by local sheriffs, fire department, and volunteer search and rescue teams like the one that I serve on. Well, that's it, gang. I hope you enjoyed it. Some of these numbers were surprising to me and some were not. Maybe in a future podcast, Craig and I might dig into some of these stats and break them out a little bit more in detail. As always, come on, join in, and let's learn together. And that wraps up another fantastic episode of the Nature Blinds podcast. I hope today's journey has inspired you to explore and connect with the natural world in new and exciting ways. Before I say goodbye, remember to check out the Nature Blinds School online membership. If today's episode sparked your interest in wilderness skills and outdoor adventures, this online community is the perfect place for you to start or continue your journey. You can currently sign up for a year for only $99 and get two months for free. Click the link below to discover a world of expert-led courses, engaging content, and a vibrant community eager to share their knowledge and experiences. Whether you're starting your outdoor journey or looking to deepen your existing skills, the Nature Reliance School online membership is here to guide you. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe for more adventures and share this podcast with your fellow nature enthusiasts. Until next time, come on, join in. Let's learn together.